Hi everyone and welcome back to Discerning Consciousness podcast. I'm your host Ant and you join me today for the very first episode of my brand new show, my brand new audio show called Into the Void with Ant Insuli. So this is um, it's just my um, attempt to create more of a kind of personal dialogue um, with the listeners really, with you guys. It's going to be more of a kind of sort of free-flowing <coughs> um, show than my traditional show. So my personal musings and streams of consciousness. So far less um, structured, but it, um, it would also contain regular features um, like a magazine style show, as well as um, news and current affairs um, that catch my eye. So I hope it's something you'll enjoy listening to whilst getting to know a little bit more about me, your host, Ant Insuli. Well, I think that's a good place to start, really, because obviously that's quite an unusual surname. You're probably thinking, wow, where does where does that um, surname originate? So um, it's spelt I-N-S-U-L-L-I. And as you probably may well be aware, it is of Italian heritage. So um, my grandfather, he travelled um, to the UK, to London, um, in the nineteen in the nineteen twenties, when there was um, extreme poverty uh, across much of um, Italy, and like many um, like many uh, Italian migrants, to call the the modern the modern um, kind of way of describing it, um, he um, he found himself in the um, hospitality industry. Um, he worked uh, in various restaurants um, in London. At one time, he helped to manage and run um, an ice cream emporium uh, in South London called Gennaro's. And it's not, it was quite common, as I was just saying, for um, Italian migrants to find themselves in the hospitality industry. My uncle Luigi, he worked as a sommelier in many um, top restaurants in London in the um, 60s and 70s and into the 80s. My own late father, towards the end of his working life, he had a spell working as a hall porter at Claridge's Hotel, no less, in London. So yeah, it's always, I've always found it quite interesting, although obviously having an unusual surname at school, I was the butt of many jokes, an incy-wincy spider being one, of course. <laughs> but yeah, it's interesting. Um, as a family, we've been back a few times to uh, Emilia Romagna uh, in northwest Italy to trace um, to trace our family roots. Anyway, let's um, let's get stuck into this inaugural um, show. Um, this thing has kind of been um, at the forefront of my mind very recently is. Um, because this is linked to, obviously, I want to expand discerning consciousness. I want to grow my following. I want to become more of a name and um, get my message. Because I feel that I've got a worthy message um, to share. So, of course, um, that brings to mind the idea of, um, dare I say it, sort of fame and, and, and popularity and, and what it takes to gain a following in the alternative media, in the online alternative community. Because when I think of 
people who I've followed for about three years now, the likes of Laurie Ladd, who, if you don't know, she's quite um, kind of like a big player in the in the new age spiritual field of the alternative uh, media, if I can put it like that. So yeah, as I say, I've been following her for about three years, and she has quite a a large following. And she recently um, launched a book, and now she's got her own sort of TV documentary series that she's launching, and she's getting all these kind of you know new new content out there she's been been doing a european book tour a us slash canada north american book tour so you know her um her stock is rising so to speak um i think the issue though is when you are quite popular um it's a kind of double-edged sword really because when you um gain quite a, a large following there are I think people ex have certain expectations of you as a let's just use the word as a content create content creator sorry and it can become it can become quite restrictive because people expect you to talk about things um in a certain way uh in a way that kind of massages their own um ego for want of a better phrase and um, as we know, we, we live in an increasingly um, fickle world, certainly the online aspect. And there can be a, a dimension to which if you have a, a, a large following like Laurie Ladd, um, you sort of almost get sort of um, a fan base. And uh, if you go off script or off message, then you can find yourself that um, people, you, you're, you're losing your kind of popularity. So that's why, in some sense, it's kind of, it's kind of, um, it's quite freeing for someone like myself as the host of um, quite um, a small scale podcast, certainly in comparison to the likes of Laurie Ladd and her, and her contemporaries. And um, I think the other thing is, obviously, she has, uh, and people of her ilk, a very defined, a very tightly defined niche and um so i think that the problem with that is though i find that um it becomes quite a repetitive message when you have a tight defined a tightly defined niche whereas when i started the podcast one of the main things um when i started with mike my co-host at the time back in october 2015 doesn't seem possible it's that long ago now is um we wanted to come up with a title so we could basically talk about anything, hence consciousness. And as I've said before, it sounds a bit pretentious, doesn't it? So what's your podcast about, Ant? Well, it's about consciousness, isn't it, mate? It's about consciousness. Um, so it's hard to grow an audience, as you can probably appreciate, when, you know, one week I might be talking about my take on the situation in Ukraine and the next week I'm talking about the dark night, the soul or... Or the next week I might be talking about conspiracy theories and, and dark agendas and the transformative quality of, of that. Um, so I think, um, yeah, it is interesting to think of fandom within the, within the alternative media and the kind of restrictions that that, that, that can place upon um, a content creator. So it'd be interesting to see uh, with my kind of new venture into the void um 
more of a sort of personal approach to podcasting where where that leads me to nothing um um an aspect of walking the path or trying to be a sovereign authentic human being is to walk into our fears is to kind of walk into the alchemical fire because it would be easy for me to just carry on which i will do carry on with my sister show um which is much more kind of um delivered in a more formal way and it's delivered in much more of kind of a structured i sometimes think that i'm I, i'm giving um lectures on certain subjects and obviously it takes um quite a lot of um preparation um time whereas just to reiterate the point into the void it's going to be much more sort of um sort of free flowing and hopefully that will um bring new ideas to the fore and something that i'm i'm going to uh which will be a regular feature basically i've decided um this because i've had a lot of kind of positive um response to um my uh, views on the whole covid thing the dreaded c word so one of my regular features will be recalling my covid memoirs from the last three years really and because it's had it's had a profound impact on me on on a personal level and i've had to change um a lot in terms of how i approach life and there there's been there's been quite a lot of growth as well um as i'm sure it's, it's been similar for you guys as well so i think it's always worth it'll always be worth revisiting covid i know it's sort of like two schools of thought really i've seen on my social media there's um the types of people that just can't they can't let it go so the last three years has given it's sort of like been grist for the mill it's proven you see this is why humanity's screwed and uh, and they're obsessed with what's next is it mar the marburg virus what are they going to do what are they, you know, the controllers, what are they going to do next? How could they have got away with COVID? And, and we need to ensure that retribution and, and justice takes place. And they're kind of locked into that. Whereas I think I fall into the other way of being or the other school of thought, which is I feel that I've moved on. Uh, I feel like I've processed, as I was just saying, a lot of a lot of personal things around COVID. But I do think it is important to um, not lose sight of how it has impacted us, how it continues to impact society, but in this sort of non, um, non-obsessive non way. So in today's particular inaugural episode of Into the Void, what I want to talk about in regards to COVID is what really shocked me and what will always stay with me, I think probably for the rest of my life, was it demonstrated again how really um, we are alone <laughs> There are no saviours coming. There are no people's champions. I mean, of course, we saw a bit of this through the Q phenomena. Trump, the election, Biden, the illegitimate president of the United States, etc., etc. But there really is there really is no no saviour. And um, like that, again, that's like a double edged sword because it can be very challenging to realise that it is all about us. And we have to process this. We might have the um, help of good friends and and um, acquaintances and family members, and we might have we might have supportive sort of spiritual based communities. 
that we can tap into. But at the end of the day, it really is all just about us and our approach to life. And I don't mean that in a kind of selfish, egotistical way. What I mean is that during COVID, I was shocked at just how one thinks of the established Abrahamic religions, how, as far as I know, there were no siren voices, no religious leaders came out and said, well, this is wrong. The fact that we've clo closed our religious, our churches, our synagogues, our mosques, etc., etc., our places of worship for several months. Um, this is wrong. This is an abuse of, um, you know, the human rights of our congregation, of our religious flock, if you will. I was shocked that the that there was no opposition to that. Likewise, I was also shocked that here in the UK, um, the trade unions who are said to uh, represent the working class or the workers, I should put in inverted commas, um, again, they were completely silent. They, they, proven, they proved themselves to be completely craven. In fact, they wanted harder and more uh, sustained lockdowns because a lot of trade unionists in their heart are left-leaning Marxists so um, anything that comes along that reinforces the power of the state they love it they absolutely love it so even here in the UK although it was a Tory party a conservative party uh, who were implementing policy obviously dictated by globalist organizations like the World Health Organization and I use the word health advisedly in inverted commas even though it was Tories they were they weren't in in opposition to it at all all of the covid measures and that it was very very sad very sad to see that and in in the um when lockdown first began towards the end of march here in the uk in 2020 and across much of the world it was it was um it was really shocking and very isolating to think my god everyone's just they've all just collapsed like a house of cards there's no one no one um no one contesting or even saying is is this is this the right approach even if they were accepting accepting this is a deadly pandemic there was no one amongst these groups who represent um society saying well maybe it would be a good idea to protect vulnerable people within society and the rest of society carries on as normal and and it, and again, what it made me realise is that if you're a controlling power, the globalists on the political level, and obviously beyond that, of course, um, the hidden unknowns, the secret hidden unknowns, I put it like that, the easiest way to corral people around a particular idea or to get people to behave in a certain way is... is will always be through uh, something like COVID-19, which in, a, in essence was um, a health emergency, a health crisis, allegedly. <laughs> um, because anyone that then goes against that is, seems, is, is, is seen to be um, disrespect, disrespectful. And then you get accusations of like I had, well, are you a scientist and... Are you a doctor? I don't see your titles. And it's like, what gives you the right to, to question what's go what, what, what is actually going on? And yeah, th I think that's always, no matter the extent of, dare I say, kind of awakening or people's uh, awareness of self and the world increasing, their depth 
and and focus of personal awareness. I think no matter what happens, it will always be the easiest way to corral people around a certain set of ideas will be health emergencies. I think um, if there are future (laughs) attempts at a kind of um, deepening of fascistic state government corporate control, that is probably that's probably probably the route um, that the globalists will go down. So, yeah, um, I'm going to revisit um, COVID again, revisit my memoirs and look at different aspects. But today I just wanted to focus on that. How It was a shock for me personally, the the complete um, the complete lack of opposition amongst groups religious groups in this instance, excuse me, and trade unions who you would expect to at least question the mainstream narrative. And we really didn't hear any of that, unfortunately. So anyway, I'm just going to move on now uh, to another um, thing that I'm going to pick up on, which is really, I'm going to call it my energy update, (laughs) which is basically a kind of um, sort of uh, highfalutin way or spiritual way of saying um how i'm feeling and uh processing life right now excuse me in terms of the shifting energies on the planet which um are just seem to be um becoming increasingly uh intense and i just want to flesh that out a bit because i know lots of people in the sort of spiritual new age content creators and all the rest of it they talk about energies intensifying energies and you know what why you need to feel the energies and etc etc but what does that actually mean i want to flesh that out from my own emotion in terms of what i'm experiencing as a human being on this planet right that right now so in the last few weeks what i've noticed is the swings in my emotions are really really difficult to process I can have periods during the day and a bit I'm a bit of a night out anyway so from sort of nine and I go to bed very late so from nine o'clock in in the evening until about one o'clock I can feel this some I can have days where I feel this deep sense of of um, unabiding bliss and contentment and I'll listen to my favorite music and I'm just jigging around the house and I and I feel quite amazing and yeah one aspect of this sort of heightened sense of beingness, shall I say, a heightened state of consciousness, is an increased appreciation for music in general. And um, what I notice is that my full self, or the, the, the negative voice that says I'm not good enough, the negative voice that would say, you don't you shouldn't be starting a you know a new sister show and you should just be sticking to what you know why would people want to find out anything more about you (laughs) when when i'm in these more kind of heightened states of consciousness uh even i would say bliss and i'm dancing around and i feel amazing it's as if that negative voice is completely dialed down and I think what we when when that negative voice is more heightened, it's what I know that I do. So I'm sure I'm not alone in this is I sort of take an inventory of my life and I go, well, career and work, that's not good. You know, love and romance. Well, that's not great. 
or I look at different aspects of my life and I kind of grade my worthiness or how worthy I am in terms of all these different aspects of my life and and how they're going and uh, I rate them you know sort of like on a kind of like on a, on a one to ten but when I'm in an elevated state of consciousness and I'm in a state of bliss that just that just completely falls away now I think what this might be I think what this might be is what um Jacqueline Hobbs or aka the Oracle Girl who I have spoken about I can't remember which episode it was now but yeah I urge you to check out her work, which I think is so relevant and prescient during these times. I think what that might be related to is what she described as the fact that um, with the changing energies on the planet right now, what we're living through is a period of whereby the false self um, is just dissolving and falling away. Because what happens is when I experience the reverse of that, <laughs> the polarity of, of that is um, just feeling total and complete despondency and that can I can switch between the two um, at various points within the day although as I was just saying um, tends to be later in the day that I feel a more heightened state of um, consciousness in a kind of bliss state if I can use that word and um, it is, um, it's interesting because it is like I feel like I'm living in two different realities, two different states of consciousness, which is very, very tiring and very, very draining. Because in one, when I'm in this bliss state, I feel like everything is possible. I'm going to get my books out there. I'm going to span my, my, uh, my you know my audience on my podcast i'm going to travel across america which i've always wanted to do uh and um yeah everything seems possible nothing can get in my way and i also pick up on more amazing synchronistic flow um and things just seem to things just seem to fall in my lap i don't really have to even even um even try but you know, the flip side of that is when I'm in, when I'm feeling despondency, the energy is very chlorine. I feel stuck. I would describe it as the energies are very pedestrian. I feel um, in a heightened state of fear, anxiety, cynicism uh, and hopelessness. And it's this sort of swinging between these two extreme states, which I want to yeah, just bring your attention to today in terms of my energy update in this particular episode very first episode of um into the void and i think it also relates to how when i'm in a heightened state of consciousness i feel the future is is laden with such possibility and humanity is going to advance and there's going to be you know all of this change that's the rapidity of change that's happening so quickly it's going to mean it's going to be great opportunities for humanity. But when I'm stuck in the more pedestrian energies, the flip side again is I feel fearful for the future because I feel that all of our the systems, the institutions going to have to go through great change and that's going to be really, really painful. And that could be quite horrific for many people as the as the delusions uh, are, are ripped away and people can no longer 
live with their head in the sand and and I get quite despondent uh, as I was saying so is this the shifting between the two is is what I'm experiencing um right now and one or two health issues that I don't want to go into right now uh, due to lack of time but yeah it is it is a real struggle and I know the likes of Laurie Ladd she speaks quite eloquently on this about this feeling the energies and feeling the transformative qualities um, of those energies but yeah it can be it can be um it can be extremely challenging and I know for a fact it is it is also um it is also very 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 draining um so in in the uh, latter part of this particular inaugural episode of into the void um i just want to pick up on something that i know that um it's probably true for you guys listening especially at this time is what I'm having to deal with is um, trying to step into more and more humility and forgiveness for myself and, and, and others. Because one aspect of, you know, in this post-COVID world, coming back to COVID, forgive me. And there's been more or less this sort of return to normalcy. There's no longer the dreaded COVID app. That's all gone. It doesn't exist anymore. There's no restrictions being placed upon those who chose their own uh, arrangements for the medical procedures, shall we say. I'll just leave it like that. And um, it's like, yeah, that's great. OK, we can travel now. I, I believe, I'm not sure, but I think um, those who haven't had the Jabberwocky can now travel into Canada and the United States. I might be wrong. I think that's the case. But as someone in the UK, living in the UK, I think I can travel widely across Europe. Um, so there are no restrictions on travel, which we know at some at one point was, you know, our move, even our freedom of movement locally to, to, to go to local parks and forests. Uh, etc uh, was restricted so, so that's great but the hard thing for me and I don't know if you guys are experiencing this as well is to see people go back to their life as normal to just register Covid as this event that happened but not to understand the true deeper meaning or significance of it like many of us have and continue to do I find that quite hard because it's a reminder of how easy the general public, and I'm not saying this because I'm any better or I'm being a snob, but we have to be honest how easily programmed and propagandised the general public are. And they've been through this. And let's not deny it has been a tumultuous event. I'm not going to I'm not going to deny that. I think it would be wrong to do that. But they've kind of just slipped back into life as normal. And it's as if nothing happened. And. Yeah, that does generate a lot of anger and um, frustration in in me. But it's good in, in, in some regard because I'm having to develop more humali humility sorry, towards people who haven't understood what COVID was really about beyond just a pandemic <laughs> and a so-called health emergency. And to, as I say, have forgiveness for myself and for them and to just focus on opening up, 
my heart and extending my love towards them. And that doesn't mean I need to, you know, invite <laughs> loads of people into my life that I have nothing in common with. Of course not. You do, we don't need to do that as human beings, but we do need to, to recognise, again, as I've been, forgive me, hammering this point in recent months, you know, just how hard it is to, to walk the path of a truth seeker, of a spiritual seeker, and how we really are tested on, on a daily basis. And, and, and one of the tests that I'm dealing with that I want to get across in, the partic in this particular episode of Into the Void is trying to open up my heart, trying to develop more humility, not just towards other people, but, but myself as well, because it is hard to, to um, you know, accept others who have a completely different view and who would think you're a crazy person, a right-wing conspiracy theory, for some of the views that, uh, that you have. And, I mean, all through COVID, I had to bite my lips so much that my lips were bleeding uh, and I had to shut myself down. And that isn't necessarily the best approaches, the best of approaches to use because that can store a lot, a lot of anger and frustration in the body. So as I've said before in previous episodes of my established sister show, that, yeah, we do need to find the others. We do need to seek solace in others. So that's just something else that um, I've also been struggling with. So um, another um, area that I'm going to cover in my new show is... An area that if you cover, if you, sorry, if you follow my work, is you know that I have extensive knowledge of, and that is what happens when you get lost in a lot of the dark agendas or, or dark narratives. I've always known, of course, as conspiracy research or conspiracy, the conspiracy land, if you want to call it that. And what I call is um, kind of like the truth of trap or the truth of delusion. And it's what happens um, when we feel, um, you know, that we found, I know that this was the case for me, when we feel that we found the answer to everything, in a way. Um, Charles Eisenstein on his YouTube channel was talking about this recently, so I'm really glad that he was picking up on it. But that's the trap that I fell into. It was like, wow, now I know why the world is, is so so messed up. It's all, you know, understanding that there's this dark force that's manipulating humanity through these dark agendas and um, I didn't realise at the time the extent to which a lot of this was actually about me and my own uh, my own shadow my own uh, emotional and psychological baggage so I'm not going to deny it's an area that I do have a lot of personal knowledge about so I think I have a responsibility and it's one of the areas that um, I'm going to cover uh, in this new particular show under the moniker of the truth of tra trap and we're running a little bit short of time um, so I just want to say that um, one aspect of this idea of discovering something that becomes an explanation for everything and it's an area where I got stuck for, for, for many many years is really not realising uh, and I'm going to pick this up on a future show, on my sister's show, my established show, so I can go really in-depth. I'm just going to touch upon it today. And this is the idea of not understanding the transformative quality 
of um, the dark agendas and how it's it's a it's about not staying um, completely rooted in the sadness in the um, in the anger of realizing how manipulated and controlled the world is that it's kind of like somewhere that you move through that's the transformative quality and then like I've done you realize oh my god this information no longer has the same pull on me it no longer pulls on my emotions and I feel that people that get stuck in the truth or trap again it's back to a point I was making before those who feel they're just waiting for the next big event and Covid was evidence of the power you know that these globalist groups have like the World Health Organization and other government spon sponsored quangos and this you know this this proves that they're right to believe that um as a species we're screwed and there's nothing that we can do because they're still stuck in that space um that i was and yeah as i was just saying i'm gonna go real in depth uh, what happened to me and um, some of the things that you can look out for but basically if i could just summarize it, it's not really it's not understanding that this is just um to become crushed like i was to the point where i had a a mental and emotional breakdown for six months uh, because I felt that I was um because I felt that I had an answer to all the problems in the world I just kept digging down the rabbit hole deeper and deeper and deeper and literally until I blocked out the sun and and everything just caved in on me and, and my brain became just so overwhelmed that I couldn't function anymore but subsequently I did learn kind of like uh, to put it in another way is the alchemical process and I did have to completely, my being had to be completely burned, burned to nothing and dissolved through a process of, um, through a process of realisation, really. So anyway, I think I'm going to um, round things up now. It's my intention to keep these uh, episodes um, quite short and punchy. I don't want to, um, don't want to go on too long. Also, I am going to invest in a new um in a new microphone, a new voice microphone. So that means I'm going to be out and about. I'll be going out and about. So you'll be hearing the sounds of the forest um, once again, which will be nice. I'll be doing some of these into the void in a sort of um, speak and talk, uh, talk and speak. I can't get my words out um, kind of thing, which is nice because it brings in uh, a different, different kind of um, atmosphere as well. Anyway, I hope you've enjoyed this new this new format. Um, just to just to let you know that I will be continuing my traditional format as well. So the two shows, two different shows, will be running alongside um, one another, and I hope to produce at least um, a couple of into the voids, a um, couple of those uh, uh, once a month. So um, I'm going to continue to create content. Um, once a week that is that is my intention personal life allowing so if you check back um, every Saturday that's my intention and of course lastly um, if you want to connect with me um, Ant Insuli and I just repeat um, my surname again it's spelled I-N-S-U-L-I I am on Facebook I know boo I haven't moved to anywhere like Telegram um, as of yet so if you want to connect with me on Facebook obviously if you're on there um, please do um, send me a friend request 
and um, we, we can connect on that on that failing that um, I do have uh, email as well and my email is coolants72 at proton.me so I've got a proton email account very good free email accounts I'm trying to move my um, kind of like reliance upon big tech I know it isn't easy is it so I'm trying to move away from my gmail account but anyway that's coolants so that's C-O-O-L-A-N-T-S and then 72, as in 72, uh, at proton, P-R-O-T-O-N dot M-E. So that's my, um, that's my email uh, address. Um, the intention later this year, when I can get round to it, is to also create a discerning consciousness um, website. So that obviously they'll have contact details my contact details on there so you will be able to contact me through discerning consciousness website anyway um thank you so much for listening to my inaugural show into the void i look forward to tuning in with you guys again very soon bye bye for now